from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to help people build wealth, do work they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm Ramsey personality Christina Ellis, joined today by fellow Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. And hey, if you like the show, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with a friend. We want to continue to reach people and help them build wealth and win with their money. All right, let's go to the phones. First up, we have Nicole calling from Jackson, Mississippi. Hey, Nicole, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks for calling. Um, I am calling about uh, potentially... um, pursuing a doctorate degree. I'm not really sure if I can afford it. And if I can, I'm not really sure the best way to pay for it. Um, Obviously, a loan is um, out of the question. So I have some options, and I'm just not sure that it's the the best thing for me to do. Okay, so what would you be what would you be studying? Um, It would be a doctorate in education. Okay. And what are you doing right now? Um, I am in the kind of corporate training world, and that's where I would like to stay. So the um, degree would be in instructional design. And and what will this degree do for your career? I feel like there's a lot of hesitation in your voice. You said you're not sure if it's the right decision. (laughs) Yeah, um, there's no guarantee that that this degree will do all that much as far as, you know, future earning potential and and that kind of thing. It's more uh, just something that I've kind of always wanted to do. Um, just sort of for myself, whether it um, pays off financially or not. That's that's the hesitation. There's not an employer that's saying, you know, if you get this degree, then, oh, you're going to get this huge raise or anything like that. What is it going to do for you, Nicole, when you say, I want to do this for me? What mm-hmm. is what is that giving you? Um, it would just be a personal accomplishment, something that I could, you know, that I could just look at at some point and say, I look at this. this Okay. So I'm going to ask you again. So what does that, so Uh you have the degree on the wall. What Uh is, what is that? What does that do to Nicole? What does that do? Um, it's something to be proud of. It's hard. It's hard work. So I think it's, it is. And there's a lot of other hard work out there to be proud of too. Right. That's true. true. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to dig a little bit deeper into your why and what that, and what that motivation is, right? Like, is that, is there a, there's a, there's there's something under there that's causing you, and I don't know if that's what you've heard in the past from someone that you think that like this, you know, that this is important. I don't know if it's from someone in your past. I don't know if this is um, you feel like if I have this somehow I'm going to be more complete. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is for you, but mm-hmm. usually what we find that if it doesn't have a financial benefit, right? If it has a financial benefit, this would probably be a different discussion that we'd walk through options. But if it's just for Nicole, I think you can find that satisfaction other places that doesn't require going and getting a doctorate for something that you don't need in life. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I think that, you know, paying for it has kind of become um, a sticking point is yeah. that, you know, it is going to be expensive. Um, and I don't mind to, you know, save money or whatever it is that I have to do to pay for it. Um, but I think that probably is part of the hesitation is just, is this really the right thing to do? And then if it is, how do I map it out and, and make sure that it's the most? Well, Nicole, um, what does the rest of your financial situation look like? Do you have any debt right now? No, I have no debt whatsoever. Um, I own my home. 
Um, my salary before tax is about 68000 and I have about um, about 125000 in retirement accounts and mutual funds and emergency funds and that type of thing. And how old are you? 41. Okay. And how much is how much will a doctorate be if you just went and did it? Um, with the program that I'm looking at with the um, financial assistance that I'm likely to qualify for, it yeah. probably costs um, a total of about between forty and fifty thousand. Okay. And how much is it per year? Uh, per year, it would probably be twelve thousand. Okay. And is this an online program or in person? Uh, it's a hybrid program. Okay. Mostly online, some in person. Are you set on this specific school? Are you open to other options? No, I'm definitely open to other options. Okay. So hearing all of this and hearing, you know, the doctorate, it's a personal a personal accomplishment that you're excited about. I'm kind of wondering, like, how would you feel about slowing it down, maybe going with an online degree program? Because a lot of times those can be a lot cheaper and a lot more mm-hmm. flexible, or maybe you do it over the course of six or eight years and cash flow it. Well, that was going to be one of my questions. Is it better to do it more slowly and just cash flow it as I can? Um, I do have some things I can sell um, that could potentially be enough to pay for it um, over a shorter period of time. But I don't know if that's necessarily the best way to go either. Well, I mean, if there's not like a specific timeline and you're in a program that's pretty flexible where they're not like it's Mm -hmm. not a cohort program where you have to go with a certain group and take 15 hours every semester. If it's an online program where you just need to finish 60 credits over the course of however long it takes, then that would be up to you. Like if you want to go a little bit faster, then maybe you sell those things so you can pay for the next class a little bit quicker. And if you don't, then you don't. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I hadn't really thought of it in those terms, um, but maybe taking longer since there isn't a hurry to get it finished, maybe that would be yeah. um, a pretty good option to consider. Is just what's the, how long will they let me stretch it out for? Yeah, yeah. I and really, I really do like being in school. I mean, if it's free, I would go forever. I never thought. <laughs> good uh, for, good but, for you, Nicole. You know, it's not free. So. <laughs> I love that you're admitting that too, that you're like, hey, there may not be an ROI. I just like it. <laughs> yeah. I, just, and, I do. I like writing papers. and That's you great. Know, you know, some kids. people like taking vacations with their money. Some people want to go and get a doctorate. <laughs> so I think that's awesome. But, uh, but uh, let me just say before we hang up, no debt. Do not take oh, retire. Not. Do not take retirement out. Do not be cashing no. out your 401k or Roth IRA to pay for it. Do not go and get it put a mortgage on your house like like nothing like that this is going to be cash flowing this is extra Mm -hmm. money nicole has because this is what she wants to spend her money on and do it and that and that's awesome that's great if that if you have the cash for it and this is what you want to do then that's that's the thing about money is it's a tool to create a life that you love and if this is the life you love nicole you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I could just write papers in my free time if I wanted well, to. Well, also, bit. Nicole, okay, one more just bonus bonus thought, bonus tip is, I mean, maybe you even consider a second career. Like, if you love papers, if you love education that much, maybe you go work at a university. And then a lot of times when you work at a university, you can get a tuition discount of like 80, ah, 90%. Oh, that's a good point. That is a very good point. I'm so Double glad I win. called when you were in today, Christina. <laughs> yes. Of course, I'm glad you called. This was my was favorite like, thing to talk about. I was like, don't go to school, Nicole. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> I just so appreciate the honesty. I'm impressed. It's great. It's great. <laughs> we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. 
It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Ramsey Show. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Let's go back to the phones. Next up, we have Lorraine calling from Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, Lorraine, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks for calling. How can we help? Yeah, so um, my husband and I, we actually live in Washington State. We're relocating to Nashville this summer. And kind of what I wanted to get y'all's input on is what do you think is the best way to go about trying to buy a house as a first-time home buyer when we're relocating? And a lot of these mortgage companies that we've reached out to and banks are requiring job security in order to get a mortgage in that, in that state, in Tennessee. And then we, at least for me, my husband's job is able to transfer, but my job's not, um, not um, available for me to work at in Tennessee, so I can't get job security and then so we can't, I can't get a job without a home and yeah. then I can't get a home without a job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so totally. I just kind of like stuck in a pickle. Do you guys know like uh, yes. types of mortgages that are best for like first time home buyers? Well, I would say number one, living in that state. <laughs> yeah, you're picking the best city in America coming to Nashville. So I'm so <laughs> glad you're going to be neighbors with us. It's a great city. Uh, but for anyone that's relocating, I would always recommend renting for a year, just rent for a year. Uh, because you're going to be able to quickly see all the different parts of the city, right? I mean, like even Nashville, it's mm-hmm. not a m- major, major city, but there's enough difference depending on which suburb, if you go north, south, east, west, like you're going to start to feel out, okay, this is what the city's like. And 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 I, I don't know, I always like not being tied down to a house, especially if it's somewhere you haven't lived before. Uh, so I would recommend you guys rent for a year and then you'll probably find a job you'll have some you know you'll have that that job security going in to get a mortgage are you guys in a place to buy a house do you have debt do you have a down payment what do you guys have well we're completely debt free we've been uh, missionaries for the past four years so we've been Mm. living off the court um and so once we stepped out of ministry we we're now working full-time here in washington i'm actually born and raised in nashville so we're moving down there so i can be close to my family okay knowing the area i got you it's not yeah it's very familiar to me you know i'm looking at columbia spring hill you know more south nashville gotcha um so Living off support has definitely kind of been a hardship in a sense of trying to save a bunch of money. Yeah. And then out here in Washington where we live, I mean, we 
it's hard trying to save when our rent's almost half of our income and just because that's just how it is out here. Everything's super expensive. So trying to save um, has been challenging. You know, we, so we're do you guys doing financial peace. We got our budget awesome. and everything like that. So do you guys have an, emer- do you have an emergency fund? Yes, we have our $1,000 emergency fund. Um, my in-laws gave us a gift for a down payment, but once we stepped out of ministry, we had to take some of that out for me to buy a car. Um, but we just, both of us bought our cars just flat out in cash, so we don't have any car payments. Okay. We, so you have no, um, you have no debt. This. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, so you have the Ramsey steps with going to school. So we're paying for school as we go. So awesome. No in that sense. But, I'm so glad. Um, yeah, just trying to save and everything has just been challenging. You yeah. know, I hear on the, on the show, people my age like, oh yeah, I have $100,000 in savings. It's like, what? How? I know, I know, totally. Okay, <laughs> so you have, you have your $1,000. You have no debt. You, mm-hmm. So you do not have your fully funded emergency fund yet. Well, it's... I mean, if I thought the $1,000 was the emergency fund. I mean, that's just what we kind of been keeping for a rainy day. Okay, so, that, um, that's, so, baby step, that. yep, so that's baby step one is that $1,000. That's your mm-hmm. starter emergency fund. Then you're going to go and pay off all of your mm-hmm. debt, which you guys don't have any debt. So you get to move on to baby step three, which is saving three to six months of expenses, which is your fully funded emergency fund. So you can add to that $1,000, let that be your springboard. Mm-hmm. And you guys start saving up a big rainy day fund of three to six months of expenses. And then baby step 3B is saving up for a down payment because you guys don't even have money for a down payment right now, right? We have about six grand right now. Okay. Just because we're trying to pay off that gift that his parents gave us um, that we had to use for my car. Wait, the Um, gift? Wait, the gift? It's a gift. Or is it a loan? No, they gifted it to us. So Why are you we, paying it so back? Gave us, no, no, we're not paying it back to them. We're paying it back to ourselves. Like they gave us 10000 to use for a down payment. My husband and I, since I needed a car, we took five grand of that to buy myself a car. And so now we're just trying to build that ten grand back up. But it's still a gift. It's still ours. Okay, I hear you. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah. I would... Um, I would use that for my emergency fund. I would not use that for my down payment because you guys aren't in that place yet. You guys need some cash in the bank for an emergency mm-hmm. fund. And then, so that 10 grand that they gifted you um, is so kind and so great, but that's gonna be allotted to an emergency fund instead of a down payment right now. And then you guys save up a down payment on a house. Because what happens is you move, you buy a house, you don't put a lot down, and you have no cash in the bank, and suddenly the roof starts leaking, you notice that the insulation is bad. I mean, stuff starts breaking and you don't have the money to go and fix these things because home ownership is expensive. And so having that big emergency fund is really important before buying a home because the most stressful thing that you can do is go buy a home and have no money and stuff starts breaking. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm stressed. And this house suddenly has become a burden, not a blessing that I thought. So I would really, really Mm -hmm. recommend you guys save up that big emergency fund, save up a down payment of 10 to 20% down, and then you guys buy a home. So again, Lorraine, I mean, I would, and I would, and I would still recommend renting. I mean, even though you know the area, which is great. I just don't think you guys are mm-hmm. going to be in a financial position this summer in six months. Maybe you will, but the way you were saying about your savings, how you're like, oh my gosh, it just feels like it may just take a little bit. So have some patience, Yeah. but we're going to put in the show notes, our Ramsey relocation guide. That's a link, and that's going to go through and walk you through a, a big checklist uh, when you are relocating. But I think that you guys have um, 
another step. I mean, you're going to relocate, but before home ownership comes in, I would do these other things first. Yeah, and I would okay. take okay. I would take the word payback out of your vocabulary. Like with that with that money, like <laughs> I think that just having that, like that is a gift. And if it's a gift, like put it in your emergency fund like Rachel said and don't have that that feeling of, you know, you owe them for some reason to allocate it a certain way. Um I think that they still would be rooting for you to get your fully funded emergency fund so that you can be secure when you do purchase a house. And I would also just say like slow down. I think you guys have been through so many big transitions going from the mission mm-hmm. field. Now you're in Washington state, you're going to be moving. You don't have to slow down the moves, but the the feeling that you have to purchase a house and you have to have everything sorted out. Just the fact that you're coming to Nashville, that's a huge transition. And I think, yeah. That- and I know my husband, he, cause we've, we've rented and he's very passionate about like, you know, he, wherever we want to live, he wants that to be an investment. So my, my husband hates renting. Cause he's like, he feels like he's just throwing his money away. And yep. that's how I kind of feel sometimes too. So that's why he's pretty dead set on, I don't want to move to Nashville unless like we have a house. And I'm like, do you realize how hard this going to be? But trying to, you know, are there any banks out there that offer like relocating loans with a very small down payment or not even a down payment? I don't even know what's really Lorraine, you guys are broke. Lorraine, are. Lorraine, you guys <laughs> don't need to buy a house right now. You don't need to buy a house. You don't have the money. You don't have money. You just ask to mm-hmm. put nothing down on a house. Right, it's just not smart. I understand what he's saying. It feels like you're throwing money away. But that's also wisdom. There's wisdom in this, okay? And you guys, mm-hmm. how, how old are you guys? I'm 26. My husband's 28. Okay. So listen, you have a long life to live to be a homeowner. And I'm all about homeownership. We took a call in another segment that I'm like, I, I think homeownership should be part of everyone's financial plan because it's smart. It's smart to own a home and build equity, all of that but it's when you're ready. If you guys rush into this, Lorraine, it is gonna be stressful. You're moving to a new place. You guys are, you don't have a job yet. The the tension within your marriage, everything starts to just feel like I can't breathe all because quote unquote, we didn't wanna throw our money away. For a year, breathe. Just like Christina said, just slow down. I'm begging you, slow down. You guys are gonna be okay. You're gonna buy a house one day. It's in there, it's in the future, but don't rush this. This is a really, really big, big decision. And Lorraine, hang on the line. We're going to pick up and give, gift you FPU so y'all can kind of walk through the steps and figure out what slow looks like. Slow and the right way to build wealth in the long run. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. payments and now inflation stealing more and more of your paycheck we know a lot of you feel like you're just drowning you're scared and you want to take care of your family but you feel like there's just not enough money so listen you do not have to live with that kind of stress but it takes this i've had it moment to try new things because change and trying new things is scary right we are comfortable with what we know so in order to change we have to have this moment of i'm done i'm done with this and if you're there That means it is time to try Financial Peace University. This is our nine lesson course that'll teach you how to beat debt and build wealth. It's everything 
you wish you had learned about handling money when you were younger. You're like, where was this class? I should have had this earlier. Now, nearly 10 million people have taken FPU and they will tell you that they don't worry about money like they used to. They are in control and that can be you too. So if you are done stressing about money, take control and start Financial Peace University at ramseysolutions.com slash FPU. That's ramseysolutions.com slash FPU. Up next, we have Polly calling from Denver, Colorado. Hey, Polly, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling. How can we help? Um, just, uh, at, well, I retired a couple years ago, and so I'm like on half the income that I usually have, and my husband is still working. He's younger than me. He's probably got another 10 years while he'll be working. Um, we have a 401k. I have uh, a paid retirement benefit, but I had a little bit in a 401k, so I, I already invested it, and I just kind of want to forget about it and let it do its thing for a while. But in the meantime, we have um, debt, and um, I've kind of been living off my car just because we go paycheck to paycheck, and um, I'm trying to put together a budget, and there's just a couple things. We had like $8,000 put aside for home improvements, but it's been sitting there from an old refi a couple years ago, and since we're not using it, I wanted to put it towards my card um, and get my balance down, but... uh, then he mentioned, well, we're going to need to pay taxes, and it might be around that amount, too. So now I'm not sure if I should use it to get my card down or if I should see what we owe in taxes and maybe mm-hmm. use it for that. Okay. But with such high interest on the cards, I I figure it's it's got to be better to get that debt down. Um, well, but in the process, I also found out that he's maxed out his card. So I'm guessing we're somewhere around thirty or 40000 in debt. Okay, so let's let's um, pan out just a little bit, Polly. Okay, so you are retired. You said you are. Are you pulling money from retirement every month? You said you're making about half of what you did, or is that yeah? In a, okay, yeah. so um, I'm making uh, thirty six fifty a month, and um, and, and how, he brings in somewhere around fifty five hundred a month. And he brings in fifty five hundred. Okay. Um, hey, Polly. Before we get too deep into like the tactical what we do with the money, where your money goes. Are you still spending on the cards? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it just seemed like every time I went to use our, so I have a a separate account because of uh, something that happened in 2015. He thought he was going to (laughs) leave. So we were separated for a while. So I went ahead and got my account for my own safety to have money. Okay. Yeah. Um, now we, we still have a joint account. We're back together. Oh, you know, it's, it's good. Um, but, uh, he's not on the same page with, with the whole financial thing. I think he's still thinking, you know, he's working full time. He's doing really well. He's, you know, um, but you're so, still spending on the card too, right? Like yeah, you said that you're yeah. living, I want you to cut those cards up tonight, like get your scissors yeah. out and cut them up tonight. Yeah. Because if we pay it off, if we use that $8,000 and pay it off and you're still spending, we're going to be in the same situation right. in six months. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so step so, one, stop the so, bleeding. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that takes care of mine, but not his. And um, I'm trying to get him on board. And I was hoping 
that Dave was there so he could tell me how to talk to a man about finances without them shutting down. Mm. Well, Rachel's pretty good about yeah, couples about and money. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so Polly, um, for you guys, you do you still have a separate account or are you guys working out at the same account? Well, we have a joint account but um, that I have access to, but then I have a separate account and I've got a couple thousand dollars saved, but I'm going to put at least a thousand of it towards my card. Um, okay. I've rolled up all my change. I've, you know, yeah. I'm trying to sell things as I okay, can. Okay, so let me let me kind of pan, let me pan. Up. I just want to yeah. get a full picture of you guys as a couple. So we'll we'll not pretend that it's all separate. So all together, you guys. Okay, you so you're making a little less than ten grand a month. How much debt do you guys, as a couple, have? I think it's going to be anywhere between 30 and 40. I know mine is 19 and I'm just guessing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's all on credit cards. Yes. Okay. Do you have any yeah, card? Not you- including a camper. Um, okay. Our cards are all paid off. Okay. How much, is, how much is the camper? How much do you have left uh, to pay for it or pay on it? it? Two, two or three. I don't remember what the payment is and I still need to find out some information from him because he does all the Okay. Bills, but I've been trying to put together a budget. Um, it was forty thousand uh, dollars a couple years ago, so I imagine we're paying at least a couple hundred on it. Okay. Um, any other any other debt? What do you guys owe in your home? Uh, we owe four eleven, and it goes anywhere between five hundred and six twenty four when you look at the value online. Okay. Um, but we've refinanced too many times. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal, Polly. We are going to help you tactically. Um, we're going to give you Financial Peace University. We've been giving that away all of this show. But really, if you can get your husband, you guys to do this together, these end lessons tactically, it's going to help you walk through all of this. But I think the I think one of the bigger problems is, is that, you know, in a marriage, if one person is trying to, you know, fill in the whole of debt to get a, you know, a, 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 flat ground level uh you know of trying to get out of this financial hole but the other person is digging at the bottom then yeah. then yeah it, it's not going to work right and that's why we really stress for couples to work together so i know that he's hesitant but there has to be something in him polly that knows we're not in a great situation my wife is retired i'm coming up on retirement age here in the next decade we still owe four hundred eleven thousand dollars on our house we are living paycheck to paycheck we are depending on credit cards. We have we have forty thousand dollars of credit card debt. We have a camper. Like all of this, there is a level mm-hmm. to him that's going to feel that. He knows. Yeah. He knows. I'm sure. Deep down. And so <laughs> what not you ready want to talk about it. And that's it. So that's that's where we always say it's not just a money problem. There is a marriage issue that you guys are not united and probably not just in money and other things. And so if you do have a great um, church in the area or a great therapist, marriage therapist. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. If there's any way to go and get a third party involved, this is the time mm. to do it because you sitting there trying to convince him may or may not work. I don't know. I don't know your marriage, but I think yeah. under for him to know where you're at, all you can do is control you. And Polly, I think it would be a probably a helpful conversation and a very maybe intimidating and vulnerable conversation but to come to him and say, hey, here are the numbers that I've seen. I've tried to pull, you know, what we have, and this is the situation. 
and I am scared. I am freaked out. I feel like we should be further along than we are at our age, and I don't know what to do. And I I would love it and long for you to come with me on this journey and us do this together because I want our future as a couple to be stress-free and to be bright and to go and do these incredible things that we want to do at retirement. This is what we want to do. But I think what you're going to start to find is that there's a lot of marriage stuff under that that you guys may need to heal from that 2015 situation that happened. And I think that's a great thing. But starting out this and opening the door when it comes to money and that conversation I think is really, really important, Polly. But well, hold on. Polly, I think you need to take ownership for your part in it. You're not he's not the only one digging this hole. You're digging it too. And you need to stop with a credit card and also just look at you and what you can change. We'll be right back. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from Proverbs 10, 12. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. Our quote of the day is, hate is too great a burden to bear. It injures the hater more than it injures the hated. That is Coretta Scott King, wife of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. All right, Rachel, I want to go back to that last caller really Mm -hmm. quick and just kind of wrap that thought up so she mentioned she wished dave was here so that she could have a man's perspective but as i thought about it i'm like i think if dave were here he'd kick her butt he would be pretty frustrated because she's sitting there talking about her husband and what her husband is doing wrong but she has more debt than her husband Mm -hmm. and she's still taking on more debt And I just think that's such an important call out for couples who are trying to get their spouse on board with Financial Peace University, who are trying to get their spouse out of debt. Make sure you are first setting the example. Make sure that if you want your spouse to stop using credit cards, that you stop using credit cards first. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't just point and say, we need to make all these changes, Mm -hmm. because that basically what they're going to hear is you need to make changes. I don't need to change. Yep. Yep. Totally. With her situation, I know there's like you said, they need to go to a counselor. There's probably a lot of trauma and fear and all of that mixed in. So yes, that's all true. But lead the way yourself. Mm-hmm. Show your spouse you know, what you want them to embody. Don't just point fingers because that is going to be one of the number one way man or woman is going to put up a wall. If you're just saying you, 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 and you're not yeah. looking at yourself and saying, how can I improve? For sure. That wall is going to be up. Doesn't and I do matter. think Polly... What I was feeling too from her is I don't think she knew what to, I don't think she knew what to do. They're mm-hmm. living paycheck to paycheck. They have these bills. She, all she knows is to use a credit card. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. think for her too, she was like, I know I need out and I don't know what to do to get out too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why I was like, even tactically, we can't like dive in. I mean, what yeah, you would cut up the card. You would say, here's the here's the budget and anything that once the money runs out, we're done. Like we're, we can't pay on anything else. We're going to cut expenses. We're going to work ourselves getting out of debt like that. That's the tactical side. That's how you yes. do it, um, which is, you know, and again, we gifted her Financial Peace University to do that. But, but I, I think, think, yeah, 
Go ahead. Well, I was I was going to just say that, you know, in her situation, and I think some, especially if you're a new listener, it's like, okay, I keep doing the same thing over and over again. This is the result I'm getting. I don't like the result I'm getting. So I, what do I do next? You know what I mean? So I love, the, so I love that you called it out though to say, okay, the first thing you have to do is you have to stop going into debt. If you want to work your way out, you can't keep going in. Well, and part of it is to come at it humbly. Say like, I've screwed up. I am screwing up. I'm spending on credit cards. You're spending on credit cards. Let's lock arms and let's do it together. Like before you worry about his reaction and what he's going to do, like admit, you know, I'm I'm overwhelmed by this. I don't know. I'm scared. I'm Mm -hmm. still spending on this. And what can we do together and make it like a together thing versus a you know, us, you know, pointing fingers. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. And we have a really great article we'll link in the show notes about money and marriage. So if you are kind of in that situation and you're trying to figure out how to navigate it with your spouse, check that out. All right, let's go back to the phones. Next up, we have Greg calling from Virginia. Hey, Greg, welcome to the show. Hello, ladies. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Thanks for calling. How can we help? My question, I'm 59 years old, uh, looking to build a house. Little backstory: uh, My spouse and I have gone through FPU. I've coordinated it on four different occasions. Uh, our income monthly. Oh, you're welcome. Our monthly income is north of nine thousand a month. Bring home retirement accounts. We're north of nine fifty, and that's invested in traditional and Roth IRA four hundred one k. Good for you, Greg. Well done. Uh, we're saving north of sixty one hundred a month. Nice. Cash on hand is north of two hundred and ten thousand dollars. So your baby steps millionaires. Yes, ma'am. Woohoo! Congratulations. Thank you. It wouldn't have been for Dave and his teaching, we wouldn't be. Mm. Uh, looking to build a house that's probably in that six hundred and fifty thousand dollar range, plus or minus. We bought property, paid cash for that. We built a shop, paid cash for that. Put a road in, paid cash for that. We put a septic system has been installed, and that was paid in cash as well. We just need to dig a hole and build a house. Uh, I feel like a hypocrite you know, mm. <laughs> telling people to get out of debt and being successful doing so. And now we're looking at at biting off this chunk. Now, with our income and our commitment to a budget and paying it back, I suspect we'll hold on to a mortgage for no more than five years, and it would be paid off. We have no other debt uh, aside from this pending mortgage. And I wanted your opinion as to whether we're nuts or not. (laughs) Whether you're nuts or not. Um, Well, you know us. We would always say that the best way to buy a house is 100% down, which I know is not realistic for a lot of people. Um, but when it comes to a mortgage, you know, well, you know this, Greg, because you've you've taught the class of the 15-year fixed rate, all of it. I mean, but you're well under that with the five years uh, of what you think you'll be able to pay off. What are you, What what's your house worth now? Actually, we sold the house we had. It did not have a mortgage. We sold it for 440 put the money in the bank, uh, and uh, add to it every month, and that's how we've been able to to pay for the land and the shop oh, okay. and the road and the stuff that got a cash, but adding to it every month. Gotcha, but but that's that's where the two ten comes from, then. Correct. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, it will be hard. You're in baby step seven 
currently. So you'll go back a baby step, um, which again, it's like, oh, you know, you, you hate to do that. But we have talked to people that they're like, you know, I'm going to take out a small mortgage and we're going to pay it off quickly. And here's the plan. And here it is. And so I think, Greg, if that's what you guys decide um, that you want to do, you know, that's that's totally up to you guys. I mean, for 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 some people, they're like, I never want debt again. Like once I'm in baby step seven, I'm not going back. But um, but we've had people even here that have done that. They've paid off their house and they're like, you know what? We want to upgrade a little bit. So we're going to take on a small mortgage and do that. Um, and so where are you guys at? Where you are financially, I think you're in a position that you can, Greg. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be okay. You guys have done incredible with retirement. Um, the cash you have on hand, you guys are diligent savers, putting so much away per month that you were saying, and it's gonna be in five years. Yeah, you'll have it paid off. So um, I don't think we it's- do have a fully funded emergency fund. And uh, do we continue to save for retirement? Uh, I mean, honestly, right now it's the match because we're both fully vested. Uh, on my plan, if I invest 6%, they match at 9 That gives me 15% that you're 100% invested in. Well, we don't, uh, include the, we don't include their match as part of the 15%. Understood. Okay. So should we bump both of ours up to 15% of this juncture? I, I, my opinion, and I'm probably wrong here, the more we're saving for retirement, the less we're able to pay cash on a house. And so it's kind of, it's, it's probably a draw either way. Uh, I just want to know what your thoughts are, please. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah. Where you guys are with retirement, the amount that you have, you know, I mean, I would still hit that 15% if it were me. And then whatever you have left is where, where you would go for the house, what you would put towards the house. That's good, Rachel. All right. Well, thank you for your call, Greg. We're proud of you for being a Baby Steps millionaire. And honestly, I would work through part of feeling like a hypocrite is going to be if you keep that private. You're teaching your FPU classes. I'd be willing to share that. I'd be willing to say, hey, y'all, this is our situation. And we are we're in it with you again. We are going to be paying off this debt. We're going to be working through it and just be honest about it. Part of that icky feeling that you might feel is if you feel that shame and you're like, oh, I can't share this because it's going to change things. It's not. Just be yes. honest. And, and then you're back in the FPU class and you're with them through this process. That's right. And y'all, I just want to call out, we've got a Ramsey Solutions newsletter. If y'all are worried about heating and gas bills, the newsletter this week is going to be 11 ways to save on your heating bill. So go to RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter. That puts this episode of The Ramsey Show in the books. Thanks to the people in the booth, Emily, Ben, Austin, Zach, and Andrew, and to you, America, for listening. We'll be back soon. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.